Welcome to the exclusive podcast of the Potomac Patriots. This is Patriots Playback, presented by Cross Ice Feed. We go now to your host, David Stern. It's Patriots Playback time here. I'm David Stearns covering the USPHL Potomac Patriots. This week we're going to talk elite hockey action here as the boys split a weekend down in Charlotte at the Charlotte Showcase. Of course, a little bit of a rocky start there against a tough competitor in the Florida Eels. A 3 nothing shutout is what they stared down at the beginning, but they rebounded against the Tampa Bay Junior squad with a 5-3 victory Saturday afternoon, and a few hours later they took on Palm Beach in what turned out to be a controversial game given a goal that was scored under some interesting circumstances. You'll hear a couple of the players talk about it here in this week's playback. And then, of course, capping things off, a shutout under Philip Park's belt, and it's a 2-0 victory against the Junior Hurricanes. So let's take a listen in here. Let's first start things out with the leader of the squad, and that would be Alex Gross, who had a six-point weekend. All right, joined now with Alex Gross of the Patriots Elite Team. Uh, Gross, you had three goals, three assists on the weekend, a split weekend, two and two. Uh, First off, how did it feel, you know, putting up the points like you did? I mean, you're second in scoring on this team right now with 11 points overall. Well, I felt good that I could help my team out by producing offensively to get two wins this weekend. All right, now the, looking back on the previous showcase that you guys played in Charlotte last year, you guys swept the showcase last year, but this year it was a little bit tighter. Uh, you guys got shut out in your first game, and then you guys lost by one goal in the uh, other losing contest. What was different about it this year? Are you guys still battling a lot from injuries? Um, I mean, a little. I mean, the first game we came out, played well. We just couldn't get the puck to go in the net and lost 3 nothing to the Florida Yields, who are a good team. And then the other loss came to Palm Beach where – we were tied 3-3, and then they scored a debatable kick-in goal, which we saw on video was not really that great of a goal. Probably should have been called off, but whatever, it happened. And, I mean, it was a tough loss. So, But I thought we played well overall on the weekend. Now, do you think uh, this team is where it should be at this point in the season? I know it's a little early. You guys had uh, a few weekends already deep into the season. Uh, two of which were home weekends and then a showcase. You guys are coming back home against East Coast Eagles this coming weekend. Uh, do you think the team is ready mentally and physically for this weekend against the Eagles who are, you know, if, if they're anything like last year, a well-contested team that you guys can definitely compete with? Yeah, I think we're ready at this point. We have a lot of work to go in general, but I think we're in a good spot where we need to be and we're ready to win this weekend for sure. Uh, and one other thing before I let you go, Coach Ziegler looks at you as a leader for this team. Uh, what are you doing as a leader to get everybody focused in on this coming weekend? Um, just try and work hard and practice and keep everyone in the right mindset. Keep everyone focused on our uh, job in hand, which is four points this weekend. All right, good luck. Hopefully you guys get those four points. Okay, thank you. And so there you have Alex Gross with three goals and three assists on the weekend, helping his boys out and Two victories of four could have possibly been three victories given the circumstances they stared down in that Palm Beach game. But let's move on to the goaltender of the weekend that shined, and that was Philip Park with two victories, one of them being the 2 nothing shutout against the Junior Hurricanes. All right, we're joined now with Philip Park. Uh, a shutout victory against the Junior Hurricanes and uh, a 5-3 victory 
against uh, Tampa. Philip, why don't you take us through uh, what happened in these games at the Charlotte Showcase and how you sealed the two victories? Um, well, I mean, the first game was just a good, hard-nosed game. Um, I needed a little bit more support from my uh, team in that game, but I think we pulled through and we got the word. And then the second game was just a complete domination that we just couldn't score on any of the chances that we got. And um, just ended up, I was able to stop all the chances that uh, Space Coast got, and we just were able to pull away with two wins. Now talk a little bit about um, pretty much this road trip in general. Uh, last year the team had taken a four nothing, uh, you know, all four games. This year it was two to two, but uh, yet there was that controversial game uh, with a kick in goal that was debated. Uh, talk a little bit about this trip in general and how it felt, you know, as far as being a team uh, on a road trip environment like this one. Yeah, it felt good. Sadly, again we were. The entire weekend we were battling with injuries. I mean, the first game, or first or second game, uh, Chris Howland got hurt, which was a, um, it was very big, because he's a massive part of our team. Um, but, I mean, we kept plugging away at it, and I feel like these road trips just helped the team chemistry. And even though we didn't do as good as we did last year, um, we keep improving. We, uh, there's definitely parts in our game where we go back to video and we notice Notice they're getting a hell of a lot, a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, I mean, you can kind of walk away from it on a positive note. That one game against Palm Beach was really unfortunate. Where the, I mean, it was a blatant kick, but, you know, you just got to take what you're given sometimes. So, um, And you can't really leave it up to the refs to make the game. you got to take the game some to our own hand and just make sure that... Um, there's not a point where one goal um, changes the whole um, tide of a game. All right, now looking ahead, you guys are two games out of uh, being at the 500 level. Uh, you guys have East Coast coming up this weekend in your barn, and then right after that you guys turn around and play against uh, Atlanta, who you guys took two victories from. Uh, talk a little bit about what had gone on during this week in practice. We know that you guys are battling injuries, but you guys are slowly kind of fighting through that and coming back from that. It's evident in you know the couple of victories in that tight contest against Palm Beach, but what is the feeling in the locker room you know, going into this weekend against East Coast and uh, the practices that led up to this weekend? Um, well, I mean, we pretty much know that we have to win the next four games. And we know that all four games are very winnable. So, I mean, we're, we're pretty confident about the next two weekends, and I, I don't see that changing. So, um, I think we're in a good state of mind. The fact this week was a little slow in practice because uh, not everyone was there, so we couldn't really work on systems as much as we'd wanted to, and then Wednesday was more of a skating practice than anything else. So, um, for the goalies, it was a little slow, but other than that, it was a good week of practices, mm-hmm. and I'm, I feel like we're feeling pretty good about ourselves going into the next two weekends. And it seems like Coach Ziegler's been consistent with rotating you and Dustin. Is that going to be the case this weekend? And if so, who's going to start out in the first game? Do you know yet? Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to start on Saturday and Dustin's going to start on Sunday. And regardless of who starts on Saturday, we're still both playing, and whenever we do play, we both play well. So, I mean, 
no one's really, I mean, it's not that big of a deal to either one of us really who plays which game. It's kind of just up to the coach, and we, we just go with what he, uh, he gives us. Are you happy with your style of play thus far in this season? I mean, it's still early, but uh, do you feel comfortable, or are there things that you would like to work on going forward? I mean, we haven't even really met the halfway point yet. Yeah, you know, I mean, some games are better than others. Like this past weekend, I had um, a game where I didn't even let in a goal, and then I had a game where I let in three goals. So um, probably one thing I need to work on a little bit is making sure that my um, I play well consistently. I mean, I play some games I play well enough for the win, but I don't play what I believe to be my full potential. So um, try, I'm trying to get back to that. All right. Well, hey, good luck this weekend against East Coast. Thank you. All right, so we had Philip Parks' insight into uh, this past weekend, and now, of course, as we always do, we like to cap things off with the thoughts from the head coach. That'll be coach R.J. Ziegler. Let's hear what he had to say about this weekend's split down at the Charlotte Showcase. All right, we're joined on the phone now with Coach R.J. Ziegler of the elite team for the Potomac Patriots. Coach, you guys had a split weekend, and uh, down there in the Charlotte Showcase, last year you guys swept the showcase. This year you went 2-2, two and two, but it sounds from things um, that I'm hearing that it could have gone 3-1 in your favor. Why don't you tell us about how the weekend unfolded? Uh, well, you know, we played our first game against the Eels. Um, you know, pretty good team. Um <clears throat> kind of shot ourselves in the foot, gave up a couple of shorthanded goals, ended up losing 3 nothing. Um, after that game, we decided to, uh, I decided to mix the lines up. You know, obviously, you know, we scored four goals the previous weekend, no goals then. It was time to see if we could find some different chemistry and uh, change things around a little bit, and it worked. Um, put five in on Tampa, one five three, 5 uh, and then we played Palm Beach later that day. Uh, we were up 3-2 with about, uh, about 13, 15 minutes left, somewhere in there. And uh, they had a goal that was um, questionable at best. Um, you know, we, we all watched the video. Um, I had some officials that watched the video from around here. And, uh, yeah, uh. The, the call that was made wasn't, uh, wasn't the one that, uh, we felt should have been made, uh, mm -hmm. in our opinion, and uh, you know, in the neutral opinion of the the referees that we asked, just to make a judgment on what they saw. But nobody's perfect. Uh, in the end, uh, you know, it, it, we ended up losing the game by a goal um, to Palm Beach <clears throat> in a game that we really felt like we we could have and should have won. Uh, so that was tough. But our guys learned a lesson about um, you know what they can control and what they can't, and you know. Our guys are their responsibility is to take care of the the job on the ice and to you know play as best they can regardless of what's going on with you know penalties or officials or calls or anything like that and they let that get them off their game mentally and they really didn't recover uh, until we called timeout shortly after that um, but by that time we're down by a goal and we we played well the rest of the game we just couldn't quite get that equalizer so and then the final game on Sunday. Uh, Park pitched a shutout, two nothing. Um, you know, pretty good game. Grossi had a nice goal early to put us up one nothing, and we put tons of pressure on them. Uh, we missed the net. <laughs> we had to have shot the puck 15 times wide in that game. 
uh, lots of chances to, to put pucks in. Just couldn't capitalize. Uh, Pouliot worked real hard down low in the, thir- in the second half, late, about six minutes left, I believe. Uh, got the puck out to Gray, slid it across to Hallen, who banged it in the net. Um, gave us a little bit of cushion. Um, but it's a nice way to end the weekend. And uh, now we just look forward to this weekend having ECE come in and uh, trying to get four points to pull us back into 500. You know, we were just talking on the side here about uh, shots here, and now I'll bring up that game that I just found. Uh, it was actually that Palm Beach-Potomac game that I was calling into question. Uh, was it just that, you know, the five penalties stifled you guys from having the opportunities in the offensive zone or what here? The shots were 42-26, to 26, yet it was a close score being 4-3. to three. And then the other games, it seemed like it was a bit uh, a bit closer. I mean, what what was the difference with this game between, you know, you and Palm Beach and the others? I think Palm Beach was pretty good at um, just finding ways to throw pucks to the net and create, you know, some sort of traffic down there. So they didn't necessarily they, – they, they were a team that was smart enough to understand that you don't have to have the perfect scoring opportunity for it to be a scoring opportunity. Mm-hmm. So they would, you know, they'd rotate pucks back to the point. Guys would be moving their feet you know, uh, adjusting their, their foot, you know, using their footwork, adjusting their position to move to the middle of the ice and snap pucks on the net. Their defensemen's heads are up. Um, you know, they, they do a, to their credit, they do a good job of creating um, scoring opportunities from the perimeter, whether it be five on five or even strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with their forwards, <clears throat> what their forwards also do is they're good at driving the net and just putting pucks to the net and trying to drive. Uh, our guys have consistently had the problem of thinking that they're going to dangle everybody on the ice before they're going to shoot the puck. Mm -hmm. And it is the most frustrating part of coaching this team this year is having your best players feel like they have to dangle everybody to impress somebody in the stands before they shoot the puck. And what they don't understand is there are so many different ways that you can create scoring opportunities and you don't have to wait for the perfect shot. So where they have 42 and we have 27, a 15-shot difference is easily the discrepancy can fall to they're good about just getting pucks to the net, and we're way too picky with when we shoot the puck. One other thing I noticed uh, you know, on the weekend, your power play, you had already alluded that you guys had given up two shorties. Uh, talk about this power play. You guys went 0 for 9 on the weekend. Uh, what are you going to do here this week in practice, or what have you done this week in practice to kind of, uh, I guess, revitalize and maybe, uh, you know, bring out the defibrillator and boost it to life here against East Coast? Well, part of the power play problems are just back to our injuries. <clears throat> I hate to create excuses for people, but, you know, Howland is, you know, our, our guy down low on on the one power play. At least he was. Um, he's battling an injury. He he didn't play either game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not having him, um, you know that that that's a that's hard enough on the power play. Mendoza was fighting a a finger injury. Um, that his finger looked like it had been run over by a truck. To be Ooh. honest with you, and and he never missed a game. Kid is a warrior, uh-huh. and uh, <clears throat> you know, but it. But obviously, he's not going to be snapping pucks as hard to the net. He's, you know, it, it, it's going to affect him. It doesn't affect his heart in one bit, but you know, it's going to affect his stick work a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, there's two fifths of our power play that right away is, you know, not functioning at 100. percent You know, Howland wasn't even there, so that that really really hurt. 
And then even when they were there in the beginning of the, the weekend, we gave up two shorthanded goals. A lot of it was um, guys standing still, uh, not moving their feet. It was mental mistakes. Mm-hmm. So we made the decision that for the rest of the weekend, uh, we were going to completely – we just blew up our power play. We, we ran whichever lines were working the hardest. We were going to give them the opportunity to try to score on the power play. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> they didn't score, but – it sends a message to the guys who usually get the special teams that if you're not going to work hard and you're not going to uh, execute things the way that we, you know, practice and the way that we plan, then you just won't be given the opportunity to do it. And this week we created two new power play units. Um, they're, they're both, they both have very, very different looks, um, both in personnel uh, and the way that they try to execute. So we'll see if either one of those work. Um, we've taken forwards off of the points on our power play because uh, uh, forwards creating turnovers or making bad decisions with the puck were what led to our two shorthanded goals. Um, so you know now we're gonna you know put the D back out there. They're used to being on the blue line. They're used to having that pressure of being the last man with the puck. And uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll see if this works a little better for us this week. All right, now let's talk a little bit about the roster that you do have. You know, you guys still are battling injuries, but one player that stood out here in this uh, past weekend, and you talked about him coming out of his shell, you know, despite all the injuries, his leadership has definitely taken this team by storm, really. Three goals and three assists on the shoulders there of Alex Gross helping your team out on this weekend. Uh, Pretty well split on the stats, uh, although that penalties and minutes kind of stands out to me. Uh, Talk a little bit about Gross's play this past weekend. Um, there's nothing bad that you can say about <clears throat> Gross's offensive capability. Mm-hmm. Um, Gross, you know, he's, he's a, he's a great hockey player. Um, you know, he, he's, he, he's, he takes pride in his defensive zone as well. He's the best shot blocker on the team. Um, he'll, he'll lay out in front of anybody's shot. If Zdeno Chara was playing against us, he'd lay out in front of it. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, he, uh, he, he did, he put a lot of points on the board. I think that, a lot of credit goes to his whole line. Uh, that line, when we changed it up, we ended up having uh, Pouliot centering Smith and Gross. And if you notice, I believe Pouliot oh. had four points on the weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, so, and, and Pouliot, his points are all nothing but hard work. Mm-hmm. You're never going to see Pouliot come in and you know burn somebody wide, or you're never going to see him <laughs> come in and, and dangle somebody. But right. you're going to see him just playing out, outwork kids in front of the net for loose pucks outwork kids below the goal line to get the puck to his teammates, screen goalies, do whatever, pay the price in front of the net. Anything he has to do, mm-hmm. he is. He is. And he was winning some face-offs, too. He, was, he had a great weekend. And, uh, you know, that was the whole idea of what we did. We, we, we took our top six forwards, split them into twos, and then put a power guy with them to try to create some space for him. And in that line situation, it worked beautifully. Uh, Pouliot created lots of space in both Cameron and Alex. Um, you know, they, uh, they, they really, you know, they had a lot more room to work and they, they had a lot of benefit from it. So, you know, Grossi had a great weekend. Cameron Smith, obviously, once again, had a great weekend, but the underrated one in all of that is definitely Joe Pouliot. Are you thinking about keeping that combination together coming up against East Coast? That line will stay together. Nice. So how does it roll out from there? Uh, what, are, what are the remaining injuries that you have? I mean, there are a couple of obvious ones that, uh, of course, you're going to speak to, but uh, what are we seeing as far as the rest of the team down the line? 
Uh, Chris Holland is questionable. Okay. Um, we'll uh, we'll have to see. He did not skate in any practices this week. He Ooh. skated no pads. He skated no pads tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a he has a um, a lower body injury, um, and you know we'll we'll see if it keeps him out. Um, I, I think that more than likely he'll play. He played on uh, Sunday despite being hurt, uh-huh. and he had our second goal. Wow. Um, I, I think he'll play through it and he'll be out there, um, <clears throat> but we'll have to see. Uh, you know, and then uh, Mendoza's still fighting a, a, an injury, but he got cleared right. by the doctor to be able to play, so he's good. Um, and uh, still missing Natowski. Uh, right. Natowski's still fighting the, the shoulder injury. Obviously, we're still down Nolan, still down Ackerman. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I believe that's the the extent of it at this point. At least the major injuries. We have some. We have some other players that are battling minor injuries that have that have kept playing through those injuries. It's affected their play a little bit, but they're still battling. So. All right, now talk a little bit about the additions here of, uh, well, the addition of uh, this Chad, uh, what was his name, uh, Chip Ellis. Uh, talk yep. a little bit about him and uh, any other additions that you've had coming in here. I mean, are you looking at Empire players, or who else have you added in so far? Well, we're not we're not looking at other Empire kids right now. Stephen okay. Gerke played with us this weekend from the Empire team. Okay. Uh, I, thought he, I thought he played well. Um, you know, <clears throat> he uh, had no minuses on the weekend. So he's he's doing the job in his defensive zone, um, and he's he's an offensive player. He's got a lot of offensive ability. Um, you know, I think that he's a player that'll benefit a lot from playing with the, the faster players. Um, I'm going to give him another <clears throat> a week or two. See, you know, see if he's starting to adjust a little better and maybe start contributing a little bit more. And if he does, he'll stick for a while. And if not, you know, we'll we'll send him back down. We'll see if we have somebody else to get an opportunity to come up. Um, unfortunately, we sent Strikers down, right. and he now uh, was injured while playing for the Empire team. So yeah. I'm not sure exactly how serious that injury is, but I do know that he's on crutches. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, Chip Ellis. Uh, Chip's a, a guy that's been you know, helping us out on uh, basically like a part-time contract status to try okay. to help get us through all these injuries. Uh, he had a, a great game against uh, Tampa, goal and assist. Uh, his assist was beautiful. Uh, the goal was pretty nice, too. Took the puck wide, went behind the net, came out front and roofed it. Um, I think he's starting to adjust. His his U18 double-A team went to Nationals last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's <clears throat> he's got some experience playing at a decent level, and now he's just trying to get back in shape, adjust the juniors, and we're just kind of taking it one weekend at a time with him. So, and then the other guy that we've had that's kind of been helping us out on a, on a basis of trying to get us through is Peter Nam. Mm-hmm. Peter played with Justin Mendoza on the uh, um, U18 national champion Ashburn team last year. And uh, he's a defenseman, just kind of a, you know, a, a puck-moving defenseman, not a real physical guy. He's a good skater, pretty smart. Um, and, uh, you know, he's helping us get through all this as well. So, you know, right now, unfortunately, we're it, you know it, it's pretty obvious that we're in a situation where we're just from week to week we seem to always be patching holes. Um, but given the fact that we've been as competitive as we are mm-hmm. in a situation where we really are patching holes from week to week, uh, I think everybody's pretty excited to see what we can do when we get healthy. So we're 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 working hard every week. We're trying to battle for every point we can and uh, put ourselves in a situation that when we get healthy, we make a big run. I got another name that's popped up on the stats sheet here, and I'm not sure if you've talked about him yet in the past here. I got a number 44 listed here. Uh, have we talked about him in the past? 
no, this was his first weekend with us. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, tell us a little bit about this uh, Nicholas Skirlick. <laughs> uh, we we acquired Nick last Tuesday from the Jersey Wildcats. Okay. Um, Nick's a uh, 6'4", 225-pound forward. Oh. Um, obviously brings uh, quite a physical presence. Uh, we call him Racky, kind of <laughs> from the movie Youngblood. Nice. Uh, he's he's big. He's physical. He's got the full beard. You know, it's pretty intimidating <laughs> looking. Uh, he actually had the game-winning goal against Tampa. Excellent. Um, and and actually, you know, the, the the funny part is he's just he's just an awesome guy. Um, that he has fit in perfectly with the team, um, right in stride. You'd think he was here since training camp. Um, so it's just been a it's been a fantastic fit. He really loves it here. Um, he's been an asset to us already. He's contributed on the scoreboard, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're, we're, we look forward to having him for the rest of the season. You and I got to sit down and do like a rolling depth chart as you have injuries come and go. I mean, I, I'm starting to see all these combinations that you're talking about with these lines. You know, now that you got Gross and uh, Smith and Pouliot now in this number, this top line combination. I'm I'm just baffled by what we started with and where it's come to now. I mean. How do you feel about your four six and zero record going up against East Coast? I mean, given the fact that you had to shift some things around after that uh, loss to start the Charlotte Showcase. Um, you know, I, at this point, because of you know uh, how much our roster changes and 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 how how much we have to adjust from one week to another, I'm not really holding anything that's happened in the past um, as a factor on how we prepare for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, every week we're going to try to figure out what guys we have that are healthy to go. And we're going to, uh, work with those guys. We're going to give them a strategy. We're going to give them a game plan. Uh, we're going to, you know, motivate them. Um, we're going to, we're going to try to, um, you know, give them the support, um, both, you know, emotionally and, uh, and, and physically everything we can to uh, put them in a position where, where they can be successful in the games that they're going to play that weekend. And that's what we're doing this weekend. You know, we spent the last three days, we did, you know, we did video off ice, on ice, and we're, we're doing our best to put ourselves in a position to get four points in these two games and not really think too much about the 10 games prior. And that's really what we're going to have to do going forward from here out through the season. You know, not look in the rear view, Keep you know, keep our eyes on the road and just keep looking ahead of us. Yeah, last year East Coast was probably one of the better competition for your squad. You know, in you know, obviously your first year with this level of a team. Uh, what is the feeling now in the locker room with this kind of like 50-50 new batch and old batch kind of crew? Uh, how are they feeling about East Coast coming up here? And what do you think? Uh, what are you anticipating from East Coast this coming weekend? Well, I think uh, this also gets back to the uh, you know eyes on the road in front of you and, and don't be looking in the rear view uh, mm-hmm. mentality. Um, you know, these guys are looking at standings and saying, Oh, they lost to these guys. And you know, yeah. we beat these guys. And <laughs> the pure and simple fact is that every team is going to match up differently against each other, which last year East coast and, and us really proved because that was, it was completely up in the air how the game was going to turn out every time we played them. Right. Um, and it was really what team showed up, to win that hockey game, and it was that was the case. In the eight games we played them last year, the team that showed up and wanted to win the hockey game more mm-hmm. won the hockey game. It had nothing to do with talent on one team or the other. It had to do with desire, heart, and execution. And really, any hockey game that's that's generally how it turns out. Natural talent only gets you so far. Um, but uh, against the East Coast, 
I'm expecting the exact same thing this year. Uh, they're a very different team also. They've had lots of turnover, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's two very different teams that are playing each other, and the team that shows up and wants to win the game is the team that's going to win the game. Whoever wants it more is going to get the two points. How confident can you say that your team has a uh, a chance at going over 500 after, you know, uh, two con- uh, two consecutive weekends here coming up with like playing you know obviously East Coast this weekend and then Atlanta just the way you guys proved yourself against them a, a, a strong team in in memories past um, do you feel that your team is ready to break over 500 uh, coming up here in the next month uh, we have a good hockey team um, there's uh, uh, I got to give Hampton credit where credit is due they're a they're an extremely talented hockey team mm-hmm. um they have a lot of natural talent they have uh andy newton's a very good coach and he does a good job with them um so they are the team to beat as far as the southern conference goes uh we were competitive with some of the best teams in the northern conference um i don't think there's anybody in the southern conference that we can't beat uh hampton would give us our is obviously the toughest mm-hmm. um but our ability to finish over 500 this year, I think we have, we should. We we there's there's no reason why we should not finish over 500 this year. Uh, to break 500 in the next uh, month or so, you said. Yeah. Uh, I don't look I don't look too forward too too much further in the future than maybe two weeks. So I only really okay. off the top of my head know that we play East Coast twice and Atlanta twice. Yep. And uh, Atlanta is our first trip to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and that rink is historically ridiculously hard to play in. Uh, okay. I'd like to I'd like to pull two games this weekend, go down to Atlanta, take it one game at a time, and uh, uh, you know hopefully come out of Atlanta with an over 500 record. I'm just looking at your schedule and I, I like how it's set up. It does kind of favor you guys in a lot of ways, um, aside from the fact that Atlanta is tough to play in. But um, very exciting opportunities coming up here, especially if you do get a full you know healthy roster there. We're talking about some players coming back in December. Uh, kind of like Connor Ackerman, if uh, all goes well. So hopefully, I mean, you, like I said, your your schedule looks exciting, and, I, and I'm really hoping that your guys are just as excited as I am about what uh, could possibly unfold here after um, I would consider a successful weekend in Charlotte. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, I, I think they know that uh, we deserve to win three of the four games in Charlotte, mm-hmm. and unfortunately the stats show otherwise, but it's in the past now, and uh, you know they're looking to pull four points out of this weekend, and and I think they're ready to go. All right. Any final thoughts going into this weekend? Uh, no. I mean, uh, game this week, uh, Saturday night games a little bit earlier than usual, starting mm-hmm. at five instead of five thirty. Um, so uh, you know, adjust plans accordingly. Uh, we do. We're, we're trying to pack the house again. First two Saturday night home games were great as far as uh, crowd goes and everything. We're letting them do it again, and then. Uh, our next Saturday night home game, not this Saturday, but the next Saturday night home game will be the first night that uh, somebody will get the opportunity to shoot to win a car. Oh, you're giving it away. I thought you were going to let it be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're actually, uh, we, we ended up, uh, our partner, uh, Rosner Toyota of Stafford, um, actually went a little bit above and beyond uh, what we had originally agreed on. And uh, starting with our next home weekend, not this uh-huh. coming weekend, but our next one. First weekend uh, in November, last, yep. Yep, our yep. last three Saturday night home games, they'll all all of them will uh, feature an opportunity to shoot to win a car. 
Really? Uh, and one of our games at the Potomac Showcase, the USPHL Showcase that we're hosting, one of the games there, there will also be an opportunity. So there'll be four opportunities this season Whoa. for somebody to come and shoot to win a car. Wow. Okay. So everybody mark your yeah. calendars. Uh, so we're looking at Saturday, November 2nd against the Eagles, and then uh, against the Whalers on November 16th. And then uh, you said one other time here. Is that right? Um I believe that might be February. Okay. All right. So you got two opportunities in February then. Okay. Yes. All right. Yep. Wow. Okay. And uh, once once again, that's that's courtesy of uh, Rosner, Toyota, Stafford, Kevin Rooney down there. Uh, uh, obviously, the Rooney name, everyone who's familiar with the Patriots knows Grayson played for us last year. Yep. Up at Bridgeton Academy now, and uh, his dad is the GM at Rosner, Toyota, Stafford, and uh, we've been working together to put this together, so he's been huge. Wow. All right. So we got the, the Patriots Lounge, which is doing well during these Saturday night home games. And now we have well. these opportunities to uh, shoot and win a car. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, still, we're still plug away. We're still, give, we're still giving away stuff too. raffles, uh, raffling off one piece sticks, raffling off oil changes, gift certificates to area restaurants, all kinds of stuff. So. All right. Well, everybody who's in the area or wants to make the trip down, come on out this weekend, 5 o'clock Saturday against the East Coast Eagles, followed by the Empire competition. And then the next morning, you guys do it all over again at the normal time, 9.30 and noon for Empire as well. All right. Thanks, Coach. We'll catch up with you uh, this weekend. All right. Thanks, David. Okay, so there you have it. This coming weekend, East Coast Eagles are in town at the Prince William Ice Center against your Potomac Patriots. And if you are in the area, come on out. Win your chance at shooting and scoring a car presented by Rosner Toyota of Stafford. So come on out. It should be an exciting time, and hopefully somebody walks away with a set of keys. Uh, if not, hey, all the more fun, you know, just to be there to watch it take place, even if you aren't the participant. And also you got some great hockey, of course, between the Potomac Patriots and East Coast Eagles to watch. Patriots Lounge will be open on Saturday, so you can have an adult beverage and watch the game and even hear our audio broadcast of the game on the stereo in there. So all around, great game day entertainment promised for Saturday starting at 5 o'clock face-off between Patriots and the Eagles. So come on out to the rink, and if you can't, Tune in, crossicefeed.com slash stream to watch the live action. And, of course, we remind everybody that we use a third-party service called Ustream.tv. Go to their website and subscribe to a $2.99 a month ad-free subscription so that way you can watch ad-free of their ads. We do play ads from time to time during intermissions and pregame and postgame, what have you. So those are not the ads being shown by Ustream that may cut into our feed. So we encourage you all to purchase the $2.99 a month subscription for ad-free throughout the season. And if you are a guest opponent, you may only have to do it the times your team plays against ours here at uh, Potomac Patriots Hockey. So this has been David Stearns for Cross Ice Feed. We'll see you at the rink or we'll see you online here. And as always, don't stop believing.